Sparky's podcast. And if you can't tell by the tone of my voice or the smile spreading from ear to ear, this is a very, very exciting podcast. We have one of our favorite queens of Hallmark, Miss Nikki Deloach. Hi, Nikki. Hi, guys. What an amazing introduction. Can you just come with me everywhere I go, like the dry cleaners or the grocery store, and just like walk in and give that introduction? Done. That would be phenomenal. Um, thanks for that. That was so, so, so sweet. So I'm so welcome. happy to be with you guys. Well, we're happy to have you. And I am Cami Clements, the Hooked Hardy, and my lovely co-host, whom I have never been able to do a podcast with before. So this is a first time. Georgia! Hi! <laughs> so happy to be here. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> so, Nikki, this is our first time talking with you, but this is your second time on the podcast. So, welcome yes. back. <laughs> Thank you so much. I Listen, hopefully this is, you know, the second of many. I hope so. And it's, it's been a year for you, hasn't it? And what, I don't mean time span. I mean, it's been a year. You know? I mean, it's been a year. It's it has. It's been quite a year. <laughs> it has. More heart surgeries with my little one. Right. Um, you know. Uh, more movies on home. More movies, work. Um, but yeah, also um, coronavirus. It's we're in, I mean, for well, FF, FFT is what... Um, uh, what's her name? What she calls it, Brene Brown. Uh -huh. And um, the first word is a naughty word, so I won't say it. But it's okay. uh uh first time. Uh. So I, I as a country, this is the first time we've ever gone through something like this, and I think yeah. it's um it's really hard. It is. It's true. Yeah, this is the first time in any of our lives that anything like this has happened. And it's just, yeah. and in, it's an entirely new experience. I, I say to my daughter, cause she's, you know, she's nine, she's having a rough time. And it's like, I'm sorry, sweetheart. I'm trying to figure out how to handle all of this because yeah. I've never experienced any of this. So I'm going through it the, for the first time, same as you are. So. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. And when you're going through first times, you really, a lot of grace has to be given. She talks about that too, a lot of like, when you acknowledge, you have to acknowledge like, oh, we're in an FFT, right? Mm -hmm. This is an FFT. How am I feeling right now? Say it out loud, acknowledge what you're feeling because the second you do that, then you begin to give yourself grace and understand that like my anxiety or my fear or whatever it is that's making me potentially not be the best version of myself or, you know, somehow, somehow constrict me and the things that I can normally do really well. Like it's because it's a first time, mm -hmm. you know, it's because it's a first time and we all have to just be really compassionate to ourselves, especially when we're trying to teach our kids school. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Like, what is Singapore math? Oh, it's like, I, my <laughs> like, what? This is not how I learned math. Your dad's going to have to help you. I'm sorry. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've got a kindergartner and a third grader trying to share a laptop and tablets, and it's it's interesting. <laughs> I, I, I don't know how you're doing it with two. Luckily, Bennett's so young that he hasn't even gotten into preschool yet. Right. Because if I have two who are doing school at the same time and dealing with that, I, I, I don't, I mean, I would deal with it, but probably not well. 
just being honest. <laughs> oh, well, thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> so, <laughs> so reason why we are here is we are going to be ranking your movies. And one of the reasons why we picked just yours is you are so elegant, so charming, so lovely that if we tried to put your movies against other movies, then how would that even be possible? So we take all of your movies so that there is the understanding that we love all of these. There are just ones that we enjoy more than others. <laughs> so, <laughs> genuinely, it was like an impossible task. Oh I, my goodness. I'm it still was looking so... at my list trying to figure out, but can I switch that one around? I mean, it's, I, I don't know. No, every I'm... movie you make is just, it's always a winner and it's, I love it and we appreciate it, but it's also frustrating when you're here to, rank them and they're all number one you can't have them all be number one <laughs> it's so true thank you guys for those kind words i really appreciate it i love what i do so much <laughs> i'm so lucky well we love watching you do it <laughs> so so, thank you. so what we did is uh, this this was an idea that I had when we did the Andrew Walker ranking is we did his Christmas movies separately. So we took we took his Christmas movies and we ranked them. And then we took the other Hallmark movies and we ranked them. Oh, so, because the Christmas ones, let, they're in a category all by themselves. It's Christmas. So, right. you know, how can I put anything above Christmas? I can't really do that. So, yeah, it's true. <laughs> so, yeah, we t so we're going to do we're going to do the Christmas movies and then the other movies, but first we have some questions for you. Awesome. I love questions. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Go ahead, Georgia, you're up first. Okay. We need to know which of your Christmas movies is your favorite. Oh, I was honestly hoping you would rank them first and I would just go with yours. <laughs> nope, 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 nope. <laughs> <laughs> Too easy. Um, oh my goodness. They're all, they're all so, they're all magical and important to me for different reasons. Um, but I would have to say... You know, I still hold a I still hold a very special place in my heart for a dream of Christmas, because um, it was the first time I got to work with Andrew. But because of the character and the fact that I kind of got to play two characters in one, yeah. um, so it was challenging and it was really cool to be able to do to take the audience on a journey where they had to suspend the reality for a moment and go go along for this ride. So the director and I worked really, really hard to make sure that we, you know, we treated the, uh, the audience like, you know, like adults. And we, we wanted to give it justice because the script was so good. Um, but I think just above that would be Two Turtle Doves because, um, A, because of the script, um, Sarah Montana, who is one of my favorite writers, not just at Hallmark, but in general, she is one of the loveliest, smartest, most magical human beings that you will ever meet and know. Have you guys talked to her yet? Rachel did, but oh, yeah, we yeah. haven't. So she, I mean, it, it's like whenever we did um, the first movie, which was, 
oh gosh, what, what, what was the name of it with the dogs? Love oh to the Rescue. Love to the Rescue. <laughs> so she wrote Love to the Rescue. And when she came to set and I met her, I was like, oh my gosh, you're, we're the same person. We talk the same, our humor is the same, our jokes are the same. She was so concerned that, that the humor wouldn't land because she was like, watched a lot of the Hallmark stuff and she was like, I just don't know that they have my voice. Like any of these, I don't know if they have my voice. And then first day of shooting and she got to see the dailies and she was like, oh my gosh, I, it's like I'm writing myself in the movie. So we connected so deeply. We also connected because of her story and you know her, her losing her mother and losing her brother and, and the way in which she lost them and the grief and the trauma and everything that is around that. And I've studied trauma for the last three years because of what I've gone through. And so when she put together Two Trilla Doves and I saw so much of her life in that movie, like literally scenes that were written that were actual words that she had said in her life going through this. Um, so I, know, I knew the preciousness of that because I knew that she was drawing from something that was very real. And I also knew it was a very different movie from Hallmark, for Hallmark, you know, they don't, often love to talk about grief. <laughs> and yet this was a movie about grief. So we were like, how are we gonna pull this one off? Um, and they, you know, the network just kind of trusted us because we had, you know, an A-team together. We had Sarah writing it. We had Ashley Squires, who was used to be an executive producer at Hallmark. She was in charge of it. Um, Leslie uh, Demetriades, who is a new uh, director for Hallmark, um, she directed it. And she is one of my dearest best friends and also another magical human being. And this was her first time being able to direct for them. And so I wanted to be there for that. Like I wanted to, I, I, I fought for this role. Like I oh, really yeah. fought for it because I, I was like, I know if Leslie is surrounded with all of her like a team, like she's going to knock it out of the park and people need to see how special of a director she is. Um, so she was on it. Michael Rady, who is like, I mean, I'm just so obsessed with him. I, I we just, won't tell your husband. <laughs> I can't even begin. There's like, there's not enough. Oh, he already knows. He already knows. <laughs> Are you kidding? Like, we've been together 20 years. He already knows. Um, I, I just, I absolutely adore him as a talent, as a human, as a parent, as a husband to his wife. He is just one of the most special people you'll ever meet and know. And then Michaela Russell, who played his daughter in it. So it was like all of my favorite people. And we all came to tell the story about grief and, and it meant a lot to us and we really wanted to do it justice. Mm -hmm. So for me, I would have to say that one was, it's a long way of saying that that probably is my number one with a dream of Christmas right underneath it. Um, yeah. 1.1, 1. 1, right? Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> Sometimes you need a half. No. Very true. Totally true. Okay, so now, what is your favorite non-Christmas movie that you've done? Love for to Hallmark? the rescue. Love oh, to well, the rescue. That Hands was down. easy. <laughs> Hands down, we had so much fun on that movie. I mean, I can't even tell. It's we had a blast. It was, it was like, I don't even know how to explain it except for every day just felt like we were, you know, we were at a carnival or we were playing or like, it just was, it was a, it was so much fun to do. 
So now I have a question about that one, actually. At okay. the end, obviously, there's a little bit of bling being flashed there on the screen. Yeah. Yeah. Were they supposed to be engaged or married at that point? Engaged. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There, there was, there, there was a, uh, a, a conflict in my brain. Like, which one is it? Engaged. Yeah. Okay. okay. <laughs> we were hoping for a sequel, you know, lo love to the rescue wedding or something <laughs> wedding to the rescue i don't know <laughs> sounds good to me <laughs> print <laughs> and it's green lit thank you Kate. <laughs> i have so oh, much pull you know <laughs> <laughs> um i think we wanted to know also which of the seasons or genres that you do which one is your favorite and which one that you haven't done would you like to do? So mysteries or the um, June weddings or which one's your favorite and which one would you want to do? Because you've, huh. you've done Christmas, you've done fall, you've done spring. I've done spring. And then you've mm -hmm. done Hallmark Hall of Fame. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I forget. <laughs> I forget <laughs> what I've done. I'm like, oh, yeah, I did do those. Um <laughs> Oh, welcome to my life. Um, oh gosh, that's really hard. That's really hard because I think every genre comes, every single or I, you know, category comes with its own special way to play inside of it. And you know, I, I, even in the sense of like, this is a spring movie, so I want it to feel like this, or this is a fall movie, so it's going to be a little more grounded, and you know, it's going to be like a little deeper and a little, you know, so I, I feel like the feeling tone of all of that, it shifts depending on what season you're in. Right. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, I will say that I have enjoyed the spring ones that I have, that I've been able to do. Um, but at the end of the day, I just think that Christmas rain rains, you know, um, there's nothing like watching a Hallmark Christmas movie. It's, it's the, my first experience in white Christmas land, will always be so special to me is the fact that it was my first entry into Hallmark and it was at Christmas time. And I think I might've told you guys the story on the, the, when I, we spoke like a year ago, I, you know, we were the last movie to wrap. We literally wrapped after Thanksgiving. I think it was like December 1st or something like that. So wow, it, was the quickest turnaround. <laughs> it was the quickest turnaround they had. And because we were the last one to go, they, put us like on the Christmas Eve um, night. And so we were, I had gone to Georgia cause I usually go home to Georgia during Christmas and we were attending the Christmas Eve church service. And the pastor was like, all right, everybody, we're gonna have to end this thing early because Nikki's Hallmark movie is on. And this is a church that seats like 2000 people and it was packed. And the whole, I've never seen my town react to something that I've done. I've been doing this since I was six years old. And for the most part, I don't think they know that I've done anything else outside of Hallmark or they know they just didn't like it. I don't know, that could be the case too. Um, but there was such excitement and, and the reaction that I got from my hometown of people who I love so much, it was so big and it was so, I mean, they were just so excited. I was like, there's something here. 
I want to be a part of this. I want to make people feel that way yeah. because it, I don't, I don't want to just do this for myself and my own creative, like, you know, it, it, like the, uh, my own creative juices. I also want to make audiences happy. I want to make them feel like they're escaping and feeling good for an hour and a half, you know? And so I went back to LA after doing that movie, sat down with my management and, you know, said, this is what I want to do. I, I want to work, I want to work for Hallmark. And they were like, really? You just came off a hit show and you want to work for Hallmark. And I was like, I'm telling you, this is about to explode. The reaction that I got, I have never seen anything like that. If this is the way that my town is feeling about this mo these movies, this is the way millions of people across the country are going to feel about these movies. I'm telling you right now, this is where it's at. And sure enough, I would say two years after I did that one, Hallmark Christmas movies just exploded. And my management now was like, you called it. And I'm like, dude, I didn't call it. The audience called it. It's there's a reason that you are the Hallmarkies queen of oh. 2019. There's it's so obvious. Like you just you could carry the network yourself. Like I love so many of the people on there, but it's with Thanks, all due respect, Georgia. you're just the star. And it's we love your movies. Thank you seriously for making for putting all of that energy into it and for believing in it. Because you don't just make movies like you said just to make them. Like you make movies that mean things to people. That's Thank terrible. You. What are you doing to people? <laughs> oh, Georgia. Oh my oh, gosh. Georgia, I love it. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for saying that because it's true. It's not just a paycheck for me. It's not. And it never has been. Well, um, and it shows. Well, it's it's important. Like when I get the script and I sit down with it, I I want to do it justice in all the ways that really matter. And I never want to talk down to an audience. And I always want to think about what they, what they want in this moment. Like what is going to move them? What is going to make them feel joy? What's going to make them like feel emotion about something because they connect to it, you know? Um, I, it's the most important part of my job is to do a story justice, period. Um, so I really, I, I, I appreciate that so much because I do care a lot. It shows for sure. I mean, if I weren't going to just start crying about it, I would say more, but it's, we, you can start crying. <laughs> <laughs> Join the club, sweetie. Join the club. I'm already crying. <laughs> but you can stop yourself. If I start Nikki Deloach is on the screen, I'm like, no, nah, I'm done. Okay. So you've kind of already said this and even if you hadn't, I'm pretty sure that we could figure out the answer, but I'm going to ask anyway, <laughs> just Don't to hear you say the answer. Who is your favorite co-star? Cammy <laughs> and Georgia. I cannot believe you're making me do this. That was her question. I didn't ask it. <laughs> I'm putting you in the same group with her. No, no, I'm, I'm joking. I'm joking. Hey, we're on the team, Georgia. <laughs> we rise together, we fall together. <laughs> I'll tell you why this is really hard for me. Because there there's a handful of people that I that I've had the honor of working with that are such good actors and that are such good humans and have made me better at what I do because of who they are, 
you know, Michael Rady is for sure one of them. We have this weird, like, weird connection. We work the same way. We work exactly the same way. And this, I haven't met someone who works exactly the way that I do on these movies, which is we spend a lot of time. We really, we really study the script and we work the script and we, we do all the questions and we dig really deep and we do that. And then the night before, you know, we look at our sides and say in the scenes, we study everything the night before so that when we get to set, the sides are put down, the script is put down and we are ready to just be here and to play. Like, that has never happened to me before, you know? And it's not to mean that like other actors are not as good. It's not about that. It's about right. the way that we work. Sure. And, and, and the freedom that we bring to a set because of the fact that we have done our homework, we have learned our lines and we care a lot. You know, Michael is very much the same animal as I am when it comes to that. And so is Michaela Russell who was my daughter in Love to the Rescue and his daughter in Two Turtle Doves, I will put her up against any actor on that channel. Oh, that man. child is exceptional. She is exceptional. So there's her. There's also Lisa DeRue, who I, I feel like is actually my life sister. You know, like we're so <laughs> similar in life. We both laugh a lot. We both have the same sense of humor. We both have, you know, uh, the same kind of personality. She also is very studied. She comes to set ready to play, ready to work. She is such a hard worker. Um, so she's another person. And then Andrew, you know, Andrew Walker. So it's really, it's just so tough to be able to like pick a favorite out of that because they're all so different. But yet I think the thing that connects us is the ability to be able to like do the homework, really take it seriously, put it down and actually connect and not worry about where the scene is going. And that's my, that's a pet peeve of mine. It's like when people plan moments and scenes of like, yeah, but I was gonna look at you like this after you said this one line. So I need, and I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, we get your prior moment and just go and let's see where it takes us, you know? Um, so that ability to like play, it's really hard for some people. And when you find people that you can play with like that and then do a take and be like, well, I don't know what that was, but it was fun. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> and then it's just such a fun way to work. And I feel like that's how acting should be. And all of those people bring that to the table and why I love working with them so much. Cindy Williams as well. You guys, she's the same way. Oh, so Cindy Williams came to set. I was so excited to work with her. So excited. She was everything and more that I thought she was going to be, but they put her in an apartment right across the hall from me. Oh dear. <laughs> oh dear. It was so awesome because I kept thinking like, Cindy Williams is across the hall from me. And she would come over and ask for laundry detergent or like milk if I had any cream for coffee. And I felt like, oh my God, it's just, you know, we're doing this thing together and like, you're my neighbor. And I'm like, I've always wanted you to like come over here and ask for laundry <laughs> detergent and now you're actually doing it. Um, so, so I'm like, that was really, she was really special too. That's a very specific dream to have. <laughs> I mean, the specificity matters when you're really putting dreams out there. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> it turn into something extremely useful. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> You're getting my act.
doctor's heart pumping over here. It's just <laughs> getting so excited. <laughs> I know. Isn't I, it really I, exciting? Oh <laughs> you should see my fists are clenching over here. I'm just getting so excited. <laughs> Oh my gosh. I hope, Cammy, that you and I get to do a movie together one day. That would be so great. <gasps> oh, my oh my gosh, I'm going to hyperventilate now. <laughs> okay, now I'm, my temperature has risen to 104. <laughs> Next question, Georgia. Let's give Cammy a break. You're so cute. Calm down a little bit. Trying, <laughs> trying. Okay, I'm well, okay. Oh, geez, I'm okay. this makes the next question awkward, Cammy, because <laughs> you have to know who your dream future co-star is. Who do you want to work with in the future? Cammy Clements. <laughs> Cammy Clements. Cannot believe that worked for you. <laughs> so, uh, so yes, Georgia, go ahead and ask who her favorite male co-star. <laughs> what for the future yeah right oh who i would like to work with in the future mm-hmm. oh that's a who good question good? you know i haven't i ha- i have a movie that is almost done we're supposed to shoot it for the fall um if everything opens up and we can and um i want rest west brown for my co-star Oh, for that one brilliant I didn't have him down but he did brilliant so Wes Brown I would love to work with Wes Brown in that movie is if he's available um who else am I would be really excited to work with I um so Jack Wagner and I had also spoken about doing something together we did a song for the Christmas show that we did we had so much fun together and he was like and then we did the New Jersey convention um, and, and he was, that was the first time I ever spent any time with him. And he was like, he came up to me on the last day of the convention and was like, you're a really special person. And I was like, what? That's so nice. And he was like, no, I've just been watching you the way you interact with people and your kindness. And he's like, I'd really like to work with you. And it was just such an honest and, and just authentic thing that like connection that was made and then we got to sing together and that was super fun um so I think he would also be fun to do something with um I'd like to do more with Andrew I would uh, oh I would love to do one with Chris Palaha who's my really good friend (laughs) I love me some Chris Palaha he is he is such a good actor he is such an awesome human being and I've got to work with him on North Shore we played best friends on North Shore for it was a Fox show that we shot in Hawaii for a year, and then we got to work together on Awkward. Um, I my the the woman who created the show, she was also a Chris Palaha fan, and I was like, we have to write, we have to write a part for him. So she wrote this role where he was my ex boyfriend from high school that came back into my life, um, and so that was really fun to do, and. Uh, yeah, but I haven't been, I haven't gotten to do a Hallmark movie with him and I would love to work with him. He's so good. And he's just also, we're just family. We're family. That's a perfect answer. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Mm-hmm. All right. So we each came up with a couple of who we would love to see you with. Oh, so. great. <laughs> well, I said Christopher Falaha. You did. I did. <laughs> And Nailed it. 
actually, Georgia and I both said Christopher Pilat. See, it has to happen. We it would love, we would love to see the two of you as a couple on there on Hallmark because we think that the two of you would just be dynamite on the stage on the Thank screen. You. Well, he's the other person. the The one that I talked about Wes Brown for. It's you know, it's a it's a movie that has to do with horses and horse jumping, and it takes place in the South and all of that. And Wes would be so perfect in that world. And then my writing partner and I are in the middle of writing a movie for them for the network. And for that movie, I really want Chris for it. So you know, I'm probably going to have to wrestle some people from for him. But I think One, he might pick me. Two, <laughs> <laughs> so you guys, you actually might get your wish because if this, if we're able to get this done in time, then and and get Chris, it will be me and Chris on that movie. Oh gosh, that would be amazing. I know he's the best. He's so wonderful. Talk about somebody that can make you laugh. He can make you laugh. Like him and I, when we get together, sound like teenage girls. We laugh so hard without even saying a word to each other. I'm not joking. He's some kind of like weird friend soulmate that I've just like, you know, uh, that I feel like I've known him in many lifetimes. And, and we can just look at each other and start laughing so hard. He, he's just, he's so wonderful. I just love him. So that's a great one. I love it. Okay, who's next? Niall Mater. I've heard great things about him. I've never met him. Yeah, I think, I don't know. I think it's just something about your look, the way the way the two of you look. I think that you would make a very attractive couple and then both of you are fantastically talented. So Thank I think you. you would play off of each other really well. You are not the first person to bring him up to me. Um, head of casting, Penny Perry. Yeah. Has been, she's been trying to pair the two of us for a while. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> yeah, she says the same thing. She's like, I, I just think that you guys look good together. You're both strong actors. You're gonna love working with him. So I think that's that's probably gonna happen. Yay! Yay! Okay. Anyone else? Good job. Kim. Well, it's it's George's turn now because I stole Christopher <laughs> right. from her. So it's okay. fine. It's <laughs> I actually came up with too many, so then I had to cut it down. I personally think that you would be great with Mark Lucas. Oh, Mark! I don't know him either. Yeah. But you both do the same kind of thing where you make people cry for, like, we don't know why. You just sort of start crying, and you're like, oh, this is what I need to do, but I, I still don't know why. And I just think you would be, like, you would play off each other really well. I think it would be really cute. So fun. So especially, I vote for Especially if Mark played a soldier. Mark plays a soldier oh. like no one I've ever seen. And you would make a great soldier's wife or soldier's girlfriend or something like that. Yeah. The, that would be two really of you fun. doing a goodbye sing. Nope. Just just get the mop ready. You know? <laughs> just so you guys know, I actually they have to tone my crying down because I can cry so hard. And you know, Hallmark doesn't want the ugly cry, which is like what I do really well. They're like, no, just like stay pretty while the tears come down. And I'm like, I what do you mean stay pretty? Like crying I don't look pretty when I cry. So I had to work really hard on like making sure my face doesn't <laughs> do that as I cry. I mean, Gary Yates taught me that when we did a dream of Christmas. It's the scene, I don't know if you remember, but it's the, the Christmas, we're outside and it's at the Christmas tree thing and Andrew comes up and he's got his new girl with him because now yeah. we're living the two different lives. Right. And I have to say, 
and I have to, I come to the realization that he's moved on with his life and then I may not ever get him back. Right. Which like literally wants to make me cry now thinking about it. Yeah. And the first take out of the gate, <laughs> they had to fix all of my makeup. I cried, <laughs> mascara was running down. I, it was such a horrible, ugly cry. It was real. It was real, real. It was but, very real. <laughs> so Gary comes in and he's like, okay, sweetheart. So here's the thing. Um, that was beautiful. That was, um, that was really real. Really real. A little too real. Okay. So I want you to just have like one tear come down the left side of your eye as he's walking away. And I was like, okay got it got it that was too much i got it okay so they're constantly like reeling me in with the tears because boy oh, like i there's nothing i love better sometimes and i like to make people laugh and i like to make people cry it's my favorite two things on the planet because you're great at both i mean it makes yes, me wonder you when you're talking you're talking about that scene and i know when you say don't forget me i just don't start I lose it every time. I love that movie. It's so funny. Mm -hmm. It's that part and it's the music and the way you say it. Oh my gosh. It's just, it's incredible. And I wonder if they left it in where you were like sobbing, if it would make everybody else cry as much, or if it is because you're sort of holding back that we're crying sort of for you. I don't, I don't know what know. it is. It just, oh my gosh. It gets me every time. I love that part. Thank you. I love that scene. That goes down in history as one of my favorite scenes I've done in any Hallmark movie. That specific scene, because Gary, as a director, he's just so good. And he he works with his actors in such a beautiful way. And he cares so much about every scene and every performance and every moment. And, um, and you know you're in the best of hands, you know? And I think that he just like, he did such a beautiful job with the whole movie, but especially that scene. Um, it's one of my favorites. I'm so glad you liked it. I'm so glad it was, it was meaningful. <laughs> it was, it was to me and my tears and my bucket of tears. That's an understatement. <laughs> <laughs> We're trying not to sob through the whole thing, Cammie, honestly. <clears throat> Okay, so the second one that isn't, well, hopefully wouldn't make you cry, but it still could. I would personally love to see you with Paul Campbell. Oh, I love Paul! So funny. <laughs> the two of oh you would gosh, be hysterical. So funny. <laughs> he is hilarious. I, every, on Twitter, he cracks, it's on Twitter that he cracks me up. Like, he will tweet something at me while watching a movie of mine, like some joke, and it'll make me laugh so hard. And then I'll tweet back and say something to him and he'll jab and then I'll jab and then he'll jab. He is hysterical. Like I, I appreciate humor in a man and boy, does he have it in spades. He's just one of the funniest people. I mean, he and Andrew Walker were my original favorites, 2012. And I was like, these guys are just, they're the best. And then you go, I don't know if you've ever read Paul Campbell's IMDb bio. That he I haven't. It is so funny. Oh my gosh. I don't know if they've changed it, but back in the day he had written it himself and it was this, like, you could tell he'd written it himself because it was about how he was like going to be a lumberjack or something. There was, it was so funny. <laughs> I had to, I wrote to him and I was like, this is the funniest thing I've ever read. And he's like, Oh, well, thank you. I, I can only take credit for some of it. Like he's just, 
he cracks me up and I, he is I really funny to together. Yeah. That would be awesome. So yeah. Paul, Chris, Niall, am I missing another Mark one? Lucas. Mark Lucas. Yeah. All right, <clears throat> guys. Well, let's make that happen. <laughs> there might be one more, um, wish dream maybe that if you could ever, 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 get any or all of the sync guys in a Hallmark movie, that that would just be, I'm just saying, if you could, if you wanted to, we would very much appreciate it. Yeah. Who's we? The world, Cammie. The world. Look at Hunk, Hunks of Hallmark's page, their Twitter page. That's their pinned tweet. Okay. Oh my gosh. Those are my boys. Those are my boys. I love them so much. Oh my gosh. It's, I mean, when I found out that you guys even knew each other, because I was a baby. And I was NSYNC super fan and then Hallmark movies. And I'm like, Nikki Deloach is the queen. And then I found out that you guys were connected and it just, that's like all I needed. It was perfect. So connected. So <laughs> when NSYNC was first even, like I was there when they signed their record contract. Um, yeah, I was there for all of it, all of it, all of it in the beginning, the sweat and tears. I've never seen, you know, I've never seen people work so hard in my life to, to accomplish something. Those, those boys were really incredible. Their work ethic. Um, but also they're just so fun. They're just such awesome dudes. So Miss Lynn, Justin's mom was my guardian for half of my life. Um, so, so I spent a lot of time with a lot, with all of those boys and they're just wonderful. They're so wonderful. I love them all so much. So if you ever want to get him in one of your movies, I mean, you have Lance would, by the way, Lance would do it in a heartbeat. So would Joey. Um, JC would George probably, is happy now. Yeah. JC would probably, I, I feel like he probably wants to move more into directing. So I don't know, you know, but he might do a cameo. He's a little bit more shy. Like mm -hmm. he is a performer, but he's very introverted and he um, is a very private person. And, um, so I don't know. Maybe we could get him to direct one. Um, Justin's schedule just won't allow it. Let's be real with that. Like he's he's you know he's yeah. the Michael Jackson of our generation. Um, so his schedule just won't allow it. Um, and Chris would do it in a heartbeat too. Actually, yeah. So we could probably get three out of the five. It's honestly that's perfect. You get cool. one and I'll cry. You get three out of five and I'll, I'll, that's all I'll ever watch. She's going to have a meltdown. <laughs> that's not a bad idea. That's not a bad idea. I bet you, I bet a million dollars that Lance would come and do a Hallmark movie or do like a cameo in one of my Hallmark movies. I bet he would. It's gonna, it, that's going to make me cry right there. <clears throat> I'm just going to leave that one right there on the floor for everyone. <laughs> all right. Yeah, well, shall we get... <laughs> now we get to ranking. Oh no! <laughs> I know. Yes, I want to hear. I want to hear. <laughs> no, I want to know. Uh, so my method. I told this to. I told this to Andrew when we did his, and he had he had a few more, so it was a little easier because I had more to work with. But what I what I ended up needing to do was saying, okay, if these were on Hallmark movies now and mm -hmm. everything else wasn't working and these were my only options which one would i watch first then which one would i watch second and that's, <laughs> that's great that's so smart oh, because i 
I love them all. <laughs> I know. And I think he has like what, like 17 movies he's done or something. 16. <laughs> so he's done, six, he's done 16 for Hallmark. So hey, yeah. I'm a good friend. I know. I know. You are. Friend. You like, are. Everyone doubted it. I know. <laughs> Nobody's going to doubt it. Oh. All right. So okay, cool. Georgia, Christmas, your number four. My number four is Christmas Land. Okay. Because I love the coat. I love it so much. I think it's like the prettiest Santa coat that I've ever seen. But I don't like the owl from Home Improvement is so mean because I love Al on Home Improvement. And it made me it made me sad. He was so greedy. And I was I remember watching it when it was new. And I was like, this is not how I wanted this to go at all. So oh, no. that worked on me. <laughs> I know. Isn't it so weird to see him in a, in a, in a role like that? It you know what I mean? Me. Yeah. So funny. Like when we are used to seeing people in a certain way and then, yeah, he played the villain in the mm -hmm. movie. He did a really good job, but yeah. Yeah. That was my issue with it. And you looked like you were freezing because of the air. Was I, well, I was freezing. <laughs> I was absent. I don't do well in the cold, just to tell you the truth. I do fine when I'm dressed appropriately, but like that Santa coat was actually really thin. And I, 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 I just like talking when you get cold is hard. Like when you're outside and it's really cold and it was cold. I mean, it was winter in Utah um, when uh -huh. we shot that. <laughs> It was very cold. We didn't have to fake snow. We didn't have to like, it was cold. Yeah. Oh, well, Man. okay. So Christmas land is number four. What's number three? Well, we're, we're going back and forth. So okay. my, my number four is also Christmas land. Yeah. Just, you being on the same page. I know. And you know, there's not necessarily a reason there are just the other ones I enjoyed more. You know? yeah. So, so yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I did love the whole magical aspect. I guess if I had to pick a reason, I guess just trying to restore the entire thing on a shoestring budget seemed a little far-fetched, but that's what Hallmark Christmas movies are about, and that's why we watch them. So totally. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. So yeah. There so there goes that. There are just love the it. three other ones I like better. You know? I love it. <laughs> right. Are we on number three? Yes, we're on we're number, on number three. Because three. <laughs> here's where it gets controversial because like you said, I know. I know. <sighs> I was like, which one do I watch uh -oh. most? Because I don't want to cry all the time, which I already do. I don't necessarily need to. So I, I had to put two turtle doves in number three, which pains yeah. me. It, but it's I a just, crying one. It's so a crying one. And it was just like, it hit at just the right time. And I was like, oh my gosh, I can't, I can't watch this. And so it's not one that I can watch a lot. It's no, so no, good. no, it's, 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 I feel like it's a Christmas movie that is so good that, you know, it, it could have, it could be on any network. It could be in any, like, it's, it's one of those like really special pull, pull at your heartstrings. Leslie did such a good job with it, you know, kind of movie, but you're right. Like you cannot watch that one over and over again. You can watch it once, maybe twice. That's about it. And then you got to call it a day. Exactly. And then you got to go watch something funny. Exactly. <laughs> oh, I'm glad you understand. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my number three was Reunited at Christmas. 
to be honest, there was nothing wrong with this movie. And I actually loved the fact that there was no other man. I kept waiting for the new guy to show up. I'm like, where is he? Where, where's, where's, oh, it's him. <laughs> <laughs> and just to see something that you, to see a unique take on a Hallmark relationship. You know, yeah. it, and yeah. just see I'm the, so glad you appreciate that. Yes, I do. And just to see, to see the two of you work at it and to see the journey and to see you finally come to the realization that I am in love with you yeah. and I do love you. And yes, I want to marry you. And the heck with what my parents did in the past. We're going to yeah. be together forever. You know? <laughs> yeah. Well, I have to say that was one of the ones I developed with Hallmark. It's an idea that I took to them. And I was like, I want to do a movie. <laughs> now that I say it out loud, I'm like, how did they ever give me permission to make this movie? Um, I was like, I want to do a movie about a divorced family who comes together over Christmas <laughs> for the first time in years. <laughs> it's like the last Christmas they decided to all spend together as a family. And I cannot believe, I think they probably thought that I would like, you know, they're like, she, they probably thought like, she's an actress. She'll give up. She's not going to, you know, she won't see this thing through. But I did, um, because it was the first time that they really dealt with that kind of topic. But I was like, you know, here's the thing, 50 something percent, over 50% of the people in this country um, are divorced. And that means that a lot of those people have kids that are dealing with the holiday shuffle, you know, of parents' house, mom's house, or dad's house, or grandparents' house, and seeing eight families at a time, or whatever it looks like. Yeah. And they haven't been represented yet on our network. Yeah. And what if we just did a movie uh, over the holidays that showed um, how families can come together, even through divorce, and, and be together over the holidays? And really, like, maybe it's uncomfortable sometimes, and maybe it, it's a little icky sometimes to, you know, get through those little um, moments between mom and dad or even the person that you're in love with. Um, but that's okay because that's actually very real. People deal with this every day. So for me, I was just really proud that they let us tell that story. And, um, you know, even if I'd never get to do it again, we got that one in the bank. We did it. <laughs> <laughs> that one happened. <laughs> that would happen. I do have to say, I felt so bad for Simon. I was like, okay, Samantha, give the guy a break. He's obviously crazy about you. Just say you'll marry him. You know? No! <laughs> he did. He looked like he was about to crack for like the whole movie. Oh, I know. I know. But you know what? It's like, I also wanted to tell the story of a girl who wasn't ready for marriage. Right. Um, you know, in a lot of these movies, it's like the girl is like, you know, desperate to fall in love or find right. love or get married or do this. And I'm like, that's not all women. I didn't want to get married. You know, I, I, the, when my husband proposed, I was like, I, isn't this great what we already have? Like, <laughs> of course I want to spend my life with you, but like, that's a very big and scary thing. Um, you know, and so there's women out there that feel that way. So yeah. I, I enjoyed it also for that, like mm -hmm. doing that version of the leading lady. And well, that just sucks for Simon. Sorry, Simon. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, he got you in the end. He got you he in got the me, end. So. He got me in the end. And Mike Fayola did such a beautiful job with that he role. He did. Andrew Arley, as well, who played my dad, is a remarkable actor. And he was a huge get for us. Um, I didn't know that he was, he's Canadian. He lives there. But he has worked on huge movies and huge shows. And my favorite scene of that whole movie was the one where I'm, I go, my character goes and takes a walk. And then when I come back, uh, Andrew Arley, who played my dad, is sitting outside on that little bench by himself. Yeah. And I come up and he's like, come over here and sit down with me. And we proceed to have this conversation about the loss of his mother, my grandmother, and how hard it, it is to, to be there and to be here without her. And, um, and it's just such a beautifully written scene. Mm -hmm. It was so good. And he's just so good as an actor that like, it's that moment, Cammy, where you're like, oh man, oh man, I got a good one. Oh yeah, this is gonna be fun. You know, I would just, uh, I was like, can we do this scene again? They're like, no, moving yeah. on. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> Shoot. Shoot. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, anyway, okay, so that was your number three. That was my number three, yeah. Cool. So, But then that, I mean, I guess it has to happen. That's my number two yep. because it is <laughs> so good. I love, It's one that I watch not all the time, obviously, but more, like more and more each year, I, I find that I like it more and more because it is, it's such a like, it's such a unique story. It's something that you don't see a whole lot. Um, definitely not on Hallmark and it's done in such a realistic way, but it's not too heavy. Like I don't sit there thinking, Oh, this is depressing or, Oh, this is really hard for them. Yeah. That it's, was hard to yeah. that, that line that we threaded throughout. Cause I produced that one. And mm -hmm. so it was another one of those, like, we have to be super careful. We cannot let the moments get too heavy. And we really needed actors who knew, who understood, which is why I brought in Mike, which is why I brought in, uh, Lisa DeRue why mm -hmm. we hired Andrew and um, ugh, I'm blanking on the, the incredible woman who played my mother. It's because I have got baby it. Brain. I've got it. Eileen. 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 Yeah. Um, man, I pulled that one out. Yeah. <laughs> um, she is a play and stage actor. Done, did tons of stage and tons of plays and hadn't been in a Hallmark movie ever. Mm -hmm. I couldn't believe it when she came in the room and read and I was like, you're fantastic. Like, and yeah. then you start looking on the resume after I like, I like to look at the resume after I see the actor. Right. You know, I don't want to be like, I don't want to have any preconceived notions of like what they've done before or if they haven't done a lot before. So she came in and re read and I was like, it's her. She's the one. She's definitely the one. And then I find out that she's mostly done stage and theater. And I was like, how, how is this possible? So she was also brilliant. We just had to make sure that, we just had to make sure that all of these actors understood how to thread that needle of a subject that could be heavy, but not make it heavy, you know? Which is a really hard thing to do. We were very lucky to have gotten that cast on that movie. That was, well, that was critical. Well, and Eileen, I don't know if you know this or not, but for all the Hardys out there, she had been on one episode of When Calls the Heart, where she played the mother of a Mountie that Jack had been a big brother to, and he was killed in action. And so he goes through this whole guilt complex of, it was my fault that he died, I should have been there with him, and she 
talks him out of it and says, no, this is the plan that God had for my son. And you were the best friend and best big brother that he could have ever asked for. And I am at peace. And I hope one day you are too. Her performance was so moving that when I saw her in Reunited at Christmas, I just went, yeah, uh-huh. Yeah. I get uh-huh. it. <laughs> you had that's so great. You had the same reaction to her that I did, which was like she is phenomenal. She's and she amazing. is also a phenomenal human being. She's so <sighs> smart and she's just so wise and full of class and grace and kindness and all sorts of things. I mean, we really like that one was one of those that I was like, this is cast contingent. <laughs> yeah. You know, we have to find superb actors that can bring all of these characters to life in a beautiful way. Right. And, um, and we did, we were really lucky. Yeah. Oh, I guess it's my number two, isn't it? <laughs> uh, my number two is two turtle doves and I didn't just do that for the corresponding number. <laughs> um, so there are three things that stand out to me about this movie. Number one, having a brother that just takes your daughter anytime he needs to. Man, that's a great thing to have around. You know, <laughs> just <laughs> like, okay, sweetie, let's go get some hot chocolate. Okay, let's go outside. I'm like, man, why don't my brothers do that? <laughs> it's so true. He's a really good brother. He's a fabulous brother. Yeah. And number two, I don't know why I got such a kick out of this, but the lawyer is always the strict and straight and sometimes even the villainous character. But the yeah. fact that the lawyer was the protagonist other than yeah. yourself yeah, it, and how he maintained professionalism, but on a personal level. I know. You know. It just, it was beautiful. Michael it, Rady. It, I, yeah. Michael Rady. Yeah. Yes. That's all I got to say. <laughs> <laughs> and here's, here's the big thing that sold it on me. I am a sucker for a kiss in the middle of a movie. Same. I uh, <laughs> Kiss as much as possible. <laughs> <laughs> yes! I'm not alone! <laughs> kiss as much as possible. I mean, come on. I, I, I personally do not like it when they are thrown in in the last 30 seconds. I'm like, Me neither. You don't get to see anything. People you want know? the kisses. <laughs> yes, people want the kisses. Yeah, but, but we, I mean, yeah. We, my whole thing is like, when people start to have that moment where they're connecting, they're going to kiss. Let's be, let's be adults about this. They're going to kiss. <laughs> It's not like the people watching haven't kissed people before. I mean, I know we're we're, we're doing family friendly stuff, but like most of the people watching these movies, they've kissed people before. Kissed people. They know what's up. So say that. Can, can we please be adults and kiss in this moment? Because that's what it calls for. That's how I feel about it. Amen and hallelujah, sister. <laughs> but the big, but the biggest thing is, I have never seen an interrupted kiss because I hate interrupted kisses. But the one here in Two Turtle Doves was incredible because, and it was one that I totally forgave. I was like, I will forgive that interrupted kiss because yep. that was incredible. Because it came from it, him. Yep. Mm -hmm. We fought so hard. 
I actually wouldn't let the director do that take any other way. I said, no. I, and Leslie, thank God, was like on my side with this because I said, this is a moment for us to do something different. There's not a phone call that interrupts or a person that comes in or a, a reindeer that comes down Main Street. Like <laughs> it's, it is a very real adult moment of like, he gets to stop the kiss. And then I said to Leslie, I was like, I'm not gonna tell you what I wanna do. I'm just gonna show you, let's just, let me show you. And then if you like it, I, I would really prefer to keep it like this. So my idea was that I wanted to pursue and get, I wanted to make it so hard for him to say no to that kiss. So I was like, I'm gonna come up so close in his face and when he stops me, I'm gonna stay there. I am going to stay there and until he really makes it clear that he's not ready to kiss me. And I'm gonna tempt him and I'm gonna be, you know, and, and I had never seen that on one of these movies before. And so we did it and Leslie was in the, I could hear her from like, <laughs> a hundred yards down Main Street in the little covered director's booth going, yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I knew we had found a moment. Like we had found a moment and I cannot even tell you, Cammie, how many people, just random people actually in airports even, that have come up and been like, hi, I love Hallmark, I love your movie. I love Two Turtle Doves, that moment with the kiss. Oh my gosh, it worked. It actually it worked because I do believe that like women want to see that. Women want to see it. They want Absolutely. to see the, the the tension. They want to see the the almost kiss or the kiss, and they want to see the fire that's happening between two people as they're beginning to fall in love with each other. Yeah, we want to see that, and let's give it to them. Um, so it makes me so happy that you love that part. And that's one of your oh. favorite parts because we, we did fight for it. We did not do a different take. And we were like, this is what this moment is. Take it or leave it. Well, and that just with, okay, this, this might get weird, but with that exhale that cool. he did, that exhale that, that Michael did right there, that was full of so much heat and so much passion. And he said, I want to kiss you. So mm -hmm. his reasoning, he wanted to kiss you. It wasn't just some dumb insecurity. It wasn't, nope. it wasn't a phone ringing. Like you said, he said, I want to kiss you, but I need to be responsible about this. So he wasn't just thinking of himself. So put yeah. the responsibility with that heat and the passion that was so palpable there. Yep. Yeah. I, I was gone. I was gone. Lost, Me lost, too. I lost my breath. I was gone. <laughs> I was gone. I was like, Michael Rady, you are a hot throb. A heart throb. What are you doing? Like a hot and a heart throb. A hot throb. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to make that a thing. Hashtag hot throb. <laughs> yes. Hashtag. And only the three of us will know what it is, but it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh man oh my gosh Kimmy, how does that not your number one um I'll, I'll tell you why when I get to my number one <laughs> but I, it was it was a struggle it was a struggle I was like can I have a tie for number one you know? you <laughs> nope. uh, okay Georgia number one well I feel like it's obvious now yes, but number but one <laughs> 
a dream, a dream of Christmas. Christmas. Me too. It's just so special. <laughs> I know, honestly, I love it. I watch it Christmas, not Christmas, whatever. I watch it all the time. I love that movie. It's so, I mean, it's pretty. You guys are hilarious. You make me cry. It's It has everything, but I especially love it because my mom, I mean, she watches Hallmark movies with us, but they're not her thing. And my brothers love you. Like, they'll be like, oh, there are two Nikki DeLoach movies on today. Aww. So, like, everybody, <laughs> everybody's a Nikki DeLoach fan. They, they really tell me. They have to notify me. But this Dream of Christmas is probably the only one that my mom will go, oh, let's watch that. Like, she wants oh, to watch cool. Dream of Christmas. So, we watch it together. And it's just, it's so, it's so nice to have one that I know that she likes and that she's enjoying. Yeah. Instead of just watching it for me or for us or something. It's yeah. nice to be able to share that. Yeah. And that's right. It's special to me because I honestly, I love it anyway, but that's just like the added bonus of being able to share it with my mom. So That's so cool. That makes me really happy. I think we were able to on that movie. I think it's the perfect template, honestly, for a Hallmark Christmas movie mm-hmm. because there is so much humor in it, but there's mm-hmm. also so much heart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I feel like, the balance of those two and being able to weave the heart and the humor, you know, into a story the way that, well, by the way, on that movie, Gary Yates, who was the director, him and his writing partner, Mike Bell, they wrote that script and they, that script was perfect when it got Mm -hmm. to me. Normally I have to take a script and I have to like go through it. And if it's not something that I developed, it was just something like I was just a hired actor on it normally have to go through and be like, well, this scene doesn't really quite work. Can we have a conversation about this? Or like, I, I, you know, I don't know that that's in line with the character. Can we have, you know, so normally have to do some type of work around things. That script was perfect. And they did such a jam up job. And so when it starts that way, and then you just hire, you know, good actors and you hire a good director and a good DP, then you're set. But I think it's the perfect template for a good holiday movie because it does marry the heart and the humor so beautifully. It does. I mean, it's just so, so enjoyable. Oh, you know, you laugh, you cry, it's happy ending, all of it. But it, it's also so different too, because I, I can't think, I don't know about you guys, I can't think about any other Hallmark movie where they're already married. Oh, that, they have, that, that, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? No, 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 keep going. That's, yeah, that's one of my, <laughs> that's, that's one of my reasons. <laughs> all the time, and we're like, I, there aren't any other ones that I can think of, and we watch, like, all of them. I don't know of any other ones where they start out married, and where they find, not even find their way back to each other. I mean, they do, but it's like, it takes, like you said, it's two different characters. It takes such a turn, and it's so funny, but then you're like, they need to get back together. This is going to break my heart if they don't. I know. I know. You don't even really see Andrew until, like, the second half. It's crazy. I know. Yeah. It's just perfect, though. All the stuff, though, I had so much fun playing in the world of, like, making sure that each beat on her way to the realization that she has woken up in a different life mm-hmm. was very, um, it was very slow. It was very, um, uh, not calculated, but 
it was like, okay, this is where we are in our path to the realization. Mm-hmm. This is where we are. You know how there's, there's stages of grief? Oh, well, yeah. We did, it in, we did it in stages of like the waking up and then she makes her way down into the kitchen and, oh, the kitchen looks really different. And oh, I yeah. must be so... And the, the, the inner monologue being in that moment, not the, the immediately being like, I woke up in a different life. That yeah. was brilliantly executed. So well, brilliantly executed. I did not do that alone. I did that with <laughs> Gary Yates. We sat down in the beginning of the movie together to go over the whole script. He's the only director that I've also ever worked with that does a read-through with his whole cast before the start of every movie, which I think is really important mm-hmm. um, to just hear it, to just hear it out loud. And, and, and you can hear if something's not working or something's not clicking or like, you know, so he's very smart to do that. And I sat down with him and I said, listen, here's where I'm going to need your help. I am going to need you to track this alongside me. And I'm going to put that responsibility on you. If I go too far, you need to pull me back. If I don't go far enough, you need to push me forward. You know, I I need you to track it because you're watching and I'm in it. So please do that. And buddy, did he, he's, he's one of my favorite directors to work with because of the way in which he executes his movies and he works with his actors. So I like, I did not do that alone. A lot of that was Gary Yates just being right on me being like, Nope, bring it back a little bit, pull it back a little bit softer, softer, make the realization a little bit smaller. You know, he really set me up for success. Wow. One of my, one of the reasons why it's my number one is because we always see the high powered woman go into a family life and she realizes that that's, that that's what she would rather have. But here we have a family woman, you know, she Mm -hmm. doesn't have any kids herself yet, but But she lives lives with kids and, you know, and so I can fully, fully appreciate that and just wanting to get out and do something different and then and then she wakes up to be the high-powered executive and just the flirty banter when he when Stuart is uh when Stuart is the photographer and Penny comes in and tries to flirt with him and act like her like and act like his wife and am I supposed to know you? You know, I just, I loved the juxtaposition. And then you see him at the end and what a loving Uh, husband he is. And I don't know what just happened to you, but I am so happy that you're happy and come (laughs) here and kiss me, you know, (laughs) but just that unique spin because we've seen, we've seen the waking up in an alternate universe, an alternate reality, I should say. We've seen that before, but we have never seen, we hadn't seen before then, and we haven't seen since. We haven't seen a family woman waking up in a high-powered execs job and then deciding to go back. So yeah. I love yeah. the unique spin. Oh, so. that's really good to hear. I, I, <laughs> I also loved about that movie, one of the things that I also loved about the movie is just the universal theme of you believing that if I could only get to this, if I could only do that, if I could only you know, get that job or have these kids or do this or get this much money, then I'm gonna be happy. Then life is gonna be great. And I just think it's such a dangerous premise to live your life upon um, because at the end of the day, like you and I were talking about this earlier, Cammie, 
there is such beauty that is happening and so many gifts that are just already in your life. And it's also been proven that making more money and having that high power job, it's been proven over and over and over again by scientists and researchers that that doesn't necessarily bring you happiness. Yeah. If you cannot find happiness in your current situation, if there is nothing that is making you happy, albeit taking away any kind of abusive situation, obviously. Sure. But if you're like a penny and you're not seeing the blessings and all of that that surround you, getting that other stuff is not going to take you to that place. Right. You have to find it in your life now. Like I, it took me a while to realize that growing up in the, in, in this industry and especially with my peers being some of the most famous people in the world, Justin Timberlake, Britney Spears, Christina Aguilera, Ryan Gosling, Tony, Tony Luca, Carrie Russell. Like these were my peers, JC Shazay. These were the people I grew up with and their careers skyrocketed. And I was like, wait, did, did, did everybody forget about me? Like I'm over here working really hard, you know? And I, and I kept starting over in my career over and over and over again. But what it took me the longest time to realize is that I'm actually the lucky one. I'm, I'm, I'm so blessed. I have gotten to live the majority of my life out of the spotlight still be able to be an actor, albeit there were many years where I couldn't buy produce, but like, I, you know, I, I still got to, God still took care of me along that road and made sure that I didn't starve and I had a roof over my head and I didn't have to live out my life in, in public, like my twenties, my teens. And I got to make mistakes and maybe be a messy version of myself. And then also I had my husband for 20 years and two kids and, you know, all the failures that happened to me have made me the person that I am. And I wouldn't trade that for anything else in the entire planet. And I always used to think, well, if I just get as famous as them, or if I just would have the career breaks that they would have, life would be so much better. And it's just not true. It's not. And so it really taught me to like really look around and find all the blessings that are right in front of me and to be happy wherever I'm standing. Because if that other stuff does happen, then cool, great. But it's not going to change who I am. It's not going to make me a different person. And it, I think that that you only can come to that conclusion whenever you have really had suffered some hits in your life. You know, I'm actually so grateful for, the times when everything fell apart because I feel like I, I really can connect to what is actually happening in the real world because Hollywood is such an alternate universe. It is. And so often I feel like, what am I doing here? Like, I am not, I am not this, I'm, I don't belong here. Like I really don't belong here. Um, we were in Montana for two months for the quarantine. And I was like, yeah, this is where I belong. This is absolutely <laughs> where I belong in some boots, getting dirty, hunting for elk antlers. Like this is, this seems more my, my speed. Um, you know, <laughs> so I often feel like I'm a country girl trying to like navigate this really fancy world. And, um, and that's okay. Because right. like the times you fall down and fall on your face and it yeah. humbles you and it reminds you that like, this is just a job. It's a really cool job, but like really where the purpose lies in our lives is leaving the world in a better place and also trying to become the best version of yourself. And it's really hard to do those things, 
when you haven't experienced challenge and hardship and suffering and all of those things that actually help you to become the best version of yourself. Oh, okay. Shall we do non-Christmas? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we, we did need two podcasts for this. <laughs> yeah, seriously. I didn't think we would. Okay, <clears throat> let's go to the next rankings. Well, I don't have a lot of non-Christmas. I think only three, so it'll be fast. Oh, I have five? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I'm dying. I don't even know what movies are <laughs> Now, one thing, we did include You Cast a Spell on Me because it's, oh. on, it's on Hallmark Movies Now. I, I didn't know if it was actually aired on Hallmark Channel, but... I love that movie. Oh, good. <laughs> then we're good. Love. <laughs> That was such a fun movie. Okay, so fine. Wow. Okay, so Georgia, let's move to non-Christmas. What's your number five? Oh, goodness. I mean, this this was like the hardest one because they're all... Which one do we put last? Something's got to be last. Yeah. And I, I only have one specific reason for doing it because I can't believe I'm doing it. But I had to put Perfect Catch at number five just because, I mean, I love baseball. I love you and Andrew. I love it's perfect, but I don't understand at the end or towards the end when he says that he gets a job in California, but there are five teams in California and that wouldn't be better than Boston <laughs> if you go to Oakland or San Diego. So it didn't make sense to me that that totally. was like, <laughs> it, it does every time I see it. I'm like, well, you have to specify which team because which, really which team, like, Andrew, <laughs> Andrew, and they just keep saying Boston. They never see the Red Sox. And as a Red Sox fan, I'm offended that he would find California, you know. So it's a yeah. personal issue. But totally. the movie's perfect. So understand. <laughs> that one was a real pain to film, by the way. No. Oh. It was in the middle, I think it was like February or March, maybe, in Vancouver. And every day of production, every We're freezing. Day, it either snowed, <laughs> rained, or hailed. Like all-size hail. Oh my god! And it's a spring movie where it, where seventy percent of it is supposed to be shot outside on a baseball field, or like I can't even tell you. I there was only one day in that entire month that it didn't rain. It was a Saturday and it was our day off. And I almost called our director and was like, "Grab some cameras and Andrew, let's go get every let's go get anything we can get because this is bananas." Oh my god. Um, so it was really that's the uh, that was a real tough movie to do only because of that and also I was pregnant. You were pregnant. And sick <laughs> As a dog, I, I mean, vomiting several times a day. Everybody on set thought that I had IBS, um, irritable bowel syndrome, so oh, I couldn't man. talk to I couldn't talk to anybody's first trimester. So I didn't say, you know, I was we were yeah. still keeping it a secret. 
except I did tell Lisa Daru and Andrew. And Andrew um, told us Andrew that told us the story on his ranking <laughs> of when he told you when he came late to meet you yeah. for dinner and, you were, and the daggers were coming out of your eyes. You showed up late. <laughs> By the way, this is mine and Andrew's relationship too, and such a testament to like our chemistry as yeah. like as human beings and actors. Like literally I was waiting for him. He says it was like five minutes. It was not, I was with Lisa DeRue. He was late by like 20 minutes. Yeah. And I knew that he was across the street watching hockey and drinking beers. And I was like, if he does not pay his tab and get over to this hotel so we can go eat in five minutes, I'm gonna choke him. I think I might choke him. <laughs> I was such in a place. And then we get there and he didn't do reservations. And I was like, <gasps> I was, I was a crazy person. And I was like, well, I, that's not, I gotta, I got And he was like, what is wrong with you? Like we're literally standing. Then he finds like a grocery store for us to walk into to get me something to nibble on. And cause the wait's gonna be like an hour plus. And he was like, do you want this? And I was like, Ugh, Bleh. and he was like, what about this? And I'm like, yeah, I mean, just being such a brat. And finally, he's like, what about butternut squash soup? And I'm like, yeah, I think I can eat that. And then he, he's like, he was like, what is wrong with you? And I'm like, I'm pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, oh, congratulations. <laughs> I love hearing this story from two different perspectives. Yeah. This is he's awesome. Like, he's like, no wonder you're being so crazy. Like, he was literally trying to do anything in his power to make me happy. And I was being so crazy, but I was so hungry. And I had that like pregnant, like, I'm going to vomit if I don't put something in my stomach right now. I know, you know? it well. <laughs> oh, that was so fun. Bless his heart. He really put up with me on that movie. I mean, really, he's a hero. <laughs> so is, what's your f five, Cammy? My number five is Love Takes Flight. And there's not really any particular reason. Like I said, with the Christmas movies, there are just ones I enjoyed more. Um, I have to, <laughs> I have to tell you one thing. My husband, he's he's so practical, and he does not like watching Hallmark movies with me. And frankly, I don't like to invite him to watch them with me no. either. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm just like, your go, time. Go, go, go. You know. <laughs> and yeah. but we were watching it because I was preparing. And we were, we were just laying in bed, relaxing at the end of the day, getting ready to go to sleep. And it was the helicopter flight that he took you up on. And he yes. said, do you know how expensive that joyride is? I'm like, yes, honey. Yes. Okay. Shush. You know? <laughs> he said, if there was an emergency call that came in, they would have to fly back to the hospital, drop her off, pick up the paramedics. Like, yes, dear. Yes. Yeah. See, no emergency. This happened. is why you don't get to watch movies, Will. <laughs> yeah. This is why you don't get to watch Hallmark movies. Please leave the room, Will. No. So, yeah, that, 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 that was him. That was him on Love Takes Flight. So. Got it. Awesome. Okay. So, number four. For Georgia. <clears throat> well, of course, my number four is Love Takes Flight. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, it's, the thing is, it's so, like, it's a perfect movie. It's perfectly done. It's so well done. But I just cry for the last third of it. 
like weeping cry I can't I um, can't. the scene with me and the guy who played Jeff's father Walter in the kitchen Walter I just <laughs> he just I, me. I, 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 I cried it. it wasn't even on my coverage it was his coverage because I say very little in that scene and I cried every time on his coverage and the director kept coming in and going I can hear you crying on his mic. You've oh got God. to stop crying. So finally, I was like, Walter, I'm, I'm going to be with you, but I'm going to be looking at your forehead and not your eyes. Because if I look into your eyes, I'm going to cry. Like, I just can't. Yep. He was so good in that movie. He was fantastic. I mean, it, I had to keep pausing it because I was just like, okay, get like five more Kleenex and just, you have to, I had to try to compose myself, but it was just so, so well done. And the, the story with your daughter, because that's yeah. what I wanted to ask you, was it, was it more sort of personal or do you think it was harder maybe to play the mom of someone who did have health problems where you had had that concern before because mm. it's like your real life or do you think that it would have been do you think it helped you connect to it more or do you think that it was oh yeah yeah I actually I think that there is something really important about turning your pain into purpose and there's a million different ways to do that giving back charity work philanthropic stuff helping friends helping family but also in your art um I, I connected so deeply to that of having a kid who has health issues. And that was something that I just like sank into immediately. And I really appreciated the story, to be honest. Yeah. Cause it's not, it's really not something you see a whole lot. Nope. Not to me. And so that was the thing I always, it's nice when you talk about it because like my mom, you know, she has me. And so she, yeah. I'm sure, you know, the mom stays strong and they hold it together for the kids. But then to see it from the mom's perspective, it just like, it was a lot. Important. Yeah. Yeah. It yeah. was a lot. And it is important. Yeah. Thank you, sweetie. What about you, Cammie? Number four is truly madly sweetly. Oh, I yeah. loved your meat cute. So <laughs> fresh. That was a good, that that was a good was, one. That has to be one of the most clever ways to spill coffee on someone that I've ever seen. It was fun. I'll tell you that much. Um, one thing that I really appreciated about this is that the two of you acknowledged that you had an attraction to each other. You mm -hmm. were not afraid to say it, uh, but then you wouldn't, you wouldn't give in. So I didn't like that part. You know? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but seriously, I really loved how you were trying to keep it professional, but you said, I'm not, I'd be lying if I, if I said I wasn't attracted to you. I said, we're saying it out loud like adults. Yay. Yeah, we're saying it out loud like adults. I think that was my favorite. I think that was the kitchen scene, right? When we, when I was in there and he was in there and we were cooking. It was a little bit, it, there was some at the door and then there was, yes, and then was there was whole, you in the kitchen. There was a lot was, of yeah. scenes. Oh, and by the, the way, being a person who's five, three, you having that stool there to just step up and grab something. I was like, yeah, girl. Dude, I was like, cause they had, you know, it was a cooking scene and I love props 
because I feel like primary secondary focus is really important. Oh, um, amen. Life, we, <laughs> because in life, we usually have primary secondary focuses. If we're in the kitchen and doing something and our kids come up and ask us or we're having conversations, you know, so, but they, but I was like, I want as much stuff to do as possible. So it was this right. real, like, you know, we were this choreography that we were doing. And I was yep. like, guys, I'm not going to be able to do any of this without a stool. <laughs> I'm just going to need a stool. I'm sorry. I love it. Also, I love Dylan's it. really tall. So I was like, <laughs> what are we doing here? <laughs> when you answer the door and you kind of have to go like this. this. <laughs> yeah. Guys, can I get an apple? A full apple, please. Uh, that's what they call the boxes that they bring right. in. They, that's like a quarter apple or half apple or full apple. <laughs> I was standing on full apples for the majority of that movie. Oh my word, that's funny. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. That one was really fun. Number so three, number three, Georgia. These are the three and two are pretty much like interchangeable. I cannot decide, but right now it's truly madly sweetly because oh, I do go. think it's underrated. I love it. I love it so much, and I just I don't feel like it gets the attention it deserves. So I think that we should all talk about it more and appreciate it more. Thank you. Thank you. I love it. What about you, Cammie? Uh, my number three is You Cast a Spell on Me. <laughs> I, oh, my gosh. I found it, and I just went, I love this movie. It's fun, right? <laughs> Hallmark, it's so fun. Hallmark, in my opinion, does not do enough Halloween. And Agreed. We do so much fall, 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 fall. But what's in fall? Halloween. And I just loved the fact that it was all centered on Halloween. And it was fun. It was light. It was cute. And it, and it was magical. You know, the whole magic thing, I just absolutely loved. And you trying to deal with the magic and pens don't move. Yeah. <laughs> Dealing with your patient. And then you trying to move to like, oh, this is ridiculous. You know, <laughs> I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. And then, you know, that kiss in the middle of the movie. In the I middle say. of the movie. So I, I did not expect, I did not expect a movie with a warlock and a, <laughs> and an unknown witch to have such heat. And I was like, okay, wow, this was incredibly effective in getting my heartstrings going. You know? Good. <laughs> so, <laughs> Good. But also, I mean, my co-star, can we Ryan. please for a second? <laughs> Gorgeous, man. <laughs> I've, he looks so perfect. It's, I've never seen a person look so perfect. Like, he, one day when, after Benny's first surgery, he had come by because he has a food delivery service that his wife and him started that's actually incredible. It's called oh. Plate Therapy. I'm calling it out. Oh, um, nice. He dropped off a bunch of food for us because, you know, we were just in a, such a tough situation. Yeah. So he dropped off this huge bag, but my nanny at the time, Lucy, <laughs> opened the door and then didn't speak. And he was like, hey, I'm Ryan. I'm, I'm here to see Nikki. And she just froze and then she shut the door <laughs> and then she came into the back room where I was with the baby and she's like, um, the most beautiful man I've ever seen in my life is at your front door. What do you want me to do? 
And I was like, let him in. <laughs> and she was like, oh my God. So when he came in the door, she literally like stood off in a corner and just like stared at him. And I kept turning around and being like, stop staring at him. Stop it. He's just a human. Like, but he's not. He's like a human who looks like, and you know, a model. He's beautiful. He's also the nicest human being on the planet. That's His wife sweet. is awesome. Um, and we had so much fun. By the way, that budget for that movie was $500,000. Whoa. We made that movie for $500,000. That special effects were good. Yeah, they were not bad at all. Wow. Tosca Musk, by the way, Elon Musk, uh, sister, Tosca, directed that. She is wonderful. I say so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so that was number, wait, that was Three. number two? Three. Three. So, so what was number two? Georgia, no, you're number two? That's my number two. <laughs> because of everything you just said, also his voice was a little bit like alarmingly deep at first, and then it was, oh, okay, I got used to it. It's so, it's so impressive. But it's very deep. It's so deep. Um, but <laughs> you're singing that song, I think you were supposed to have been drunk and then you're singing yes. song. Yes. <laughs> I was. I was supposed was, to be. Oh my gosh. It was so funny. Like that's so I, fun. I need you to do more comedy stuff. Thanks, it babe. Was so funny. <sighs> Thank you so much. Physical comedy is one of my favorite things in all the land. Thanks. And that movie was full of it because of the yeah. magic. Yeah. And that was and I just you just often don't get to play in the world of physical comedy as much anymore. Yeah. So I was I was just like it was such a treat. I'm so glad you enjoyed it. Loved it. I, I also, Katie told me about it and was like, oh, I need to watch it for this thing. And I was like, okay, well, let's see. I'll, I'll, I'll see what it's like. Cause I mean, you know, witches, Halloween, you don't get enough of that anyway. But oh yeah. my gosh, I just loved it. Like it was Thank it was fun one here. So Thank you. I also love Jonathan Patrick Moore. He, I feel that he is a very underrated talent that doesn't, that doesn't get used as much as he should. I did, and I've seen him yep. in other projects, and I'm just like, man, why are you not in more? Because you are good, man. So more should loved, be in more. Yes, more <laughs> should be in more. And Sorry, so, that's so was cheesy. Like, and I just said, oh, he's in it. I'm going to like this. And then, oh, yeah. he's in it. I'm going to really like this. <laughs> you know what? He's a really good idea for a cast, for a future casting for Hallmark. Absolutely. Like, he's a really good idea. Yeah. Okay, cool. So wait, now we're at number one, right? No, uh, you're number two. My, yes, my number two is Love to the Rescue. So... Mm -hmm. Love to the rescue. Just loved watching you and Michael Rady again. And just absolutely loved the fact that both of you had one kid and then then the uh the switched personalities. Yeah. And it just oh yeah. I don't know. It was just it was just fun. It was just it was fun. so fun. It was so <laughs> fun. Um, by the way, the writer Sarah Montana plays yeah. one of the um, workers in the sh in the movie. Um, she's the dark haired girl um, that uh, uh, not the one that was my best friend, but the other one in the bullpit. The that, new one. Um, yes. I she, need to go back and watch it again now. She's the writer, and know? she's terrific in it. I didn't know that. No. I've never oh, seen her yeah. picture. But that's I've the thing. That's the, that's the reason why we got so close is because she got to be there for pretty much the whole movie because she was also in it. Yeah. And, um, and she was so good in it. Like, 
that movie, as far as like experiences that I've had making movies was probably one of my favorite of all time. Just because we had dance, I, I put on, we had dance parties in the trailer every day. Um, you know, we had dance parties all the way to set. I had this boom box and we would go. And, you know, sometimes it's really hard to do gallery shoots. It's like, you know, to loosen up and do those gallery photo shoots where you're like back to back and you're like, Hey. <laughs> you know, you've got this awkward, uncomfortable smile on your face. So I was like, you know what? No, we're not doing that anymore. We're going to, there's a new way we're going to do photo shoots. And I would just blast the music and we would dance. And then the photographer would get these very real cool images of like, of me and Michael or me and Michaela or like whomever. The whole movie was like that. It was just fun from the, the morning we landed on set to the time we went home, we got to shoot in Savannah, which was such a treat. It was an hour and a half from my farm in Georgia where my family lives. So my family was there for most of the movie, um, oh, which was so cool. It was so cool. Um, and then I, Love Takes Flight was in Savannah. So I was actually in Savannah for about a total of like two and a half to three months, actually. Because um, Love Takes Fight was a total of five and a half to six weeks. And then um, it was a month for Love to the Rescue. So I was there for a while. It was just awesome. And Steve Monroe, the director, I've done five movies with him. He is just the best. He's such a dream as a human being and as a director. So it was just, it was, it was magic. Oh, it's, it feels like a dream of Christmas where it's like, it just hits everything perfectly. Like, there's no part of it that you skip. There's no part that you go, oh, yeah, I'm fine not seeing this. That's forward. Yeah. yeah. yeah and then I get to play with, like, really cool props. Like, Stephen yeah. really gave me permission to, like, do humor and do physical comedy and do stuff so like that. Fun. Yeah. And, and, and the network gave me permission because sometimes with that, they're like, we don't want you to be, like, too funny or too broad or too, like, like you know what I mean? Do it. We don't want you to be a clown. And I'm like, no, 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 I get it. Like, trust me, I've, like, I've spent half of my career in comedy. I, I, know, I know what to do. And they just let us play. And it was so much fun to be – and they cut out, you know, the ridiculous <laughs> stuff for sure, which was good. They should have, because um, Michael Rady and I can vamp and improv for an hour together. Like, you just and let, that. oh, dude, until they say cut, we're going. We're keeping going. I love it. I love it. I, I mean, it. so it was a lot of that every day of him and I just improving and finding funny things to do, and Stephen just letting us play because he's a pro and he knows that like they're gonna cut the really dumb stuff and keep all the really good stuff. <laughs> You know, so you just like really good stuff too. Yeah. Okay, so we reached. Wait, that's your number one. That's your number two. So then, Kimmy, what's your number one? So my number one is the perfect catch. Oh, amazing! I I I do. I I love the perfect catch. Um, One of my very favorite things. I told this to Andrew in his. Is he has this uncanny ability to just make your heart start racing because he comes in and then at the last second he moves and kisses your cheek and you're just like <gasps> he always does that. he does do that mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah and, and then and, and then just the fact that it had a kiss in the middle of the movie bumped it up it just yet again yep 
Yep. I just, I love it because then we get to explore more of the relationship because they're not always awkward around each other waiting for the first kiss to happen. You get to see them exploring, okay, now where are we going to take this? And I also, I really, I really loved when he got the, when he got the job it, you were sad, but you said you need to go. I didn't quite agree that you didn't let him say goodbye to Wes. I'm like, that's a low blow. But <laughs> <laughs> but the fact that you were being an adult about the fact that he's a baseball player and he's going to yeah. get a job, you know, it yeah. was. Yeah. And then just the fact, the fact that he made it work. He didn't give up. He didn't give up the baseball world. He found a way to make it work. Yeah, he and, didn't walk away from his dream. He right. he found a different way in to his dream. It looked a little different. And I, I, do, I did appreciate that too. I also, you know, another dream team on that movie with Lisa DeRue and Andrew. You yeah. know, the three of us are ridiculous together. <laughs> I mean- absolutely ridiculous together we love each other so much and so it's such a it's such a dream when you get to play with people that you love but then people who are also really good actors and I think that it helped that Andrew and I had done another movie together because the whole thing about that movie was that you really had to see that there was a lot of history between these two people you know that was clutch like if we can make the audience believe there's history between us, we can take them on this ride. And the other thing I loved about that movie, one of my favorite things was that it was an actual two-hander. Oh. Meaning like there was a lot of screen time given to Andrew's story. Right. And I really appreciated that because of Dream of Christmas. Like it was a different kind of story and it was perfect the way it was. But like, like you said, he comes in pretty late in the movie and it hit the role in it is pretty small because we're really tracking her journey through all of this and it would be hard to have a two-hander and that kind of story but you know to be able to do another movie with him to see him get to use his acting chops and have a bigger storyline and you know to have more of a two-hander in that situation I felt was so cool and um I, I enjoyed that big time about that movie it's a keeper. <laughs> and so is Andrew Walker. So is Andrew Walker. We love you, Andrew. <laughs> I'm going to have to make him listen to this because we talk to him, talk about him so much <laughs> and how much we love him. I'm going to be like, you have to listen to it. Especially if you're feeling really bad about yourself, just turn on this podcast. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh, man. Well, Nikki, I can't even begin to express what a pleasure this has been. I, I have learned so much. I've, <laughs> I have learned so much, and you've just been an absolute delight to talk to. Thank you so much for taking your time after being on such a long trip to Montana to come and, ta- to come and chat with us. We really, really appreciate it. Oh, Kimmy, thank you so much for saying that. Thank you guys for having me. I I mean it when I say that I don't have a job without you guys. Like, I don't. And so 
thank you so much for making it possible for us to be able to have this network and to make these movies and to to, to make movies that make people feel really good. It is such an honor and it's such a joy. And I just appreciate you guys and all the love and support that you give to all of us, all of our movies, all the actors. It's just, it's such a really special thing. And um, I hope that, you know, the cool thing about the world of Hallmark and the people that love it is they are people that are on the hunt for something that makes them feel good, something positive, something, kind filled with love and you know good stories and happy endings and i think it says something about the person that you are that you want to fill yourself up with that kind of content and um i hope it even gets bigger and it grows even more and more and more and more because i do believe that it affects your soul you know after a while you know you start believe that believing that miracles can happen and dreams can come true and people can get on helicopter rides sorry will but it can happen um so i'm just super grateful to you guys and it has been a real joy to like m meet you face to face and also just have a great conversation with y'all and i'm so honored that you picked me and that you picked these movies that i've done but that i forgot all about uh <laughs> Um, I'm so honored. I mean, it's such a cool thing to, and it's very humbling. Thank you. Well, we love watching you. We love watching you. We want more. Thanks guys. <laughs> Thank you. Georgia, so, give your mom a hug for me. I will. Thank you. So Nikki, Thanks, where guys. can people find you on social media? Oh, um, Nick Deloach, N-I-K-D-E-L-O-A-C-H. That's my Insta. And then Twitter, it's my full name, Nikki Deloach. And then also, if you're a lady out there that enjoys reading stories about other women, and um, go to uh, welcometowhatweare.com. Uh, yep, welcometowhatweare.com. Or follow us on Instagram at welcometowhatweare. It's the site that myself and my one of my besties, Jen, we started. And a lot of women, I would love for you guys to write something for us if you're, if you're down to do so. Um, it, we just celebrate women and their stories and things that they've been through and their perspective. And um, so they can also catch me on that. Great. Georgia, where can people find you? I'm on Twitter at Georgia Speech. And you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Cami Drama Girl on Facebook, the Hooked Hardy Facebook page. And my blog is hookedhardy.com. And you can follow the podcast everywhere on social media, Hallmarkies Pod, Hallmarkies Podcast. If you're listening on iTunes, please give us your ratings and reviews. And if you're watching on YouTube, which is where the fun is at, then please <laughs> give us a thumbs up and subscribe to our channel. We really appreciate Don't that. <laughs> Don't forget to check out our merch store, which has a ton of Hallmarkies inspired art. We've been going to town on it and it's so much fun with so many clever designs. So thanks everybody for joining us. Be safe, be healthy, and be happy. Bye. Bye. Bye.